when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. Welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. <laughs> I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. I'm Shelby. And I'm Ian. <laughs> what, is, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> He's a split personality. Yeah, it worked. All right. So this... Wait, Shelby. That's two weeks in a row. No Trent. <laughs> no Trent. Shelby. I yeah. think I like this. And she actually introduced herself this time, yeah, so she's growing. She's getting comfortable. You're welcome. Or drunker. We don't know the outcome of where Trent's at, but go ahead and tell the story of why he's Trent is out there in the streets as we speak, chasing some puss. Out on the streets for a living. (laughs) Yes, John, he's out there chasing the... Black diamond. Oh, you were going kiss. I was going kiss. Okay. And what what color is that puss that he's chasing? It's black. Blacker than the ace of spades. Black puss. He's chasing some... That puss... (laughs) Is also known as Cass, their family cat. And uh, we are praying for a safe safe recovery home. That's right. Return home? Recovery. Recovery home. We're hoping Trent <laughs> recovers him and returns him home. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. We're sure he's just out there exploring the streets. He'll come home when he gets hungry. You talking about Trent or the cat? Both. They'll come home when they get hungry. Trent out there exploring the streets and comes home when he gets hungry. Hey, that's like his bachelor party night. Yeah. He explored, the brass a, ass. He explored a lot that night. There some, are pictures. Some pizza and some upchuck pizza. <laughs> <laughs> some pink Ugh. lemonade pizza. Ooh. Oh, this is gross. Yeah. I had it sounds sc- like it. I had to scoop that shit out with my hands. That's how good of a friend. He threw I up. Am. He threw up on my arm if it made you feel better. No, Aww. it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I could smell it coming out of him. I was bucketing oh. that out yeah. into the street. So, uh, I'll tell you that story off here. A little bit got in your mouth, too, didn't it? No, I would have thrown up on him. <laughs> it just would have been like, Ugh, and that would have went, and everybody would have thrown up. And then you would have thrown up. Then everybody would have thrown up, and it just would have been. Were like, you there? I was not. There. Remember, I wasn't invited. Oh. I would have invited you. Yeah. What are you looking at me? It wasn't my wedding. I looked at him too. Oh. He could you're not been special. Your plus one? No. Not what? for the bachelor party. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I know that one weekend I'm going to scoop puke out and going to the brass ass in the same night. And the next weekend being the ordained minister at that wedding. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold That's on. even worse. I was at the bachelor party, but I wasn't in the wedding. There's actually a place called the brass ass. What? Yeah. I don't remember you not being there. At the wedding? Yeah. No, I was at the wedding. I wasn't okay. involved in the wedding. Uh, well, I mean, I pretty much played every role there, including no, bridesmaid. No, no. Hold I on. Mean, like I, the Brass Ass ridiculous. is a real place that exists? That's a real yeah, place. In Cincinnati. Yeah. Wow. Well, you that's, a go? New, that's in Newport, yeah. right? Hell that's, yeah. That's in Newport. We're going to be in Cincinnati in, in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. We're going to stop with that face. <laughs> we are going to be in Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Truth. Truth. Now so, I know a strip club and a barbecue place we can go to. 
Are they one place? Hopefully, that'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody just comes out slathered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> get Let me get some of that brisket. And girl. you're up there with your brisket sandwiches, smothered, mm-hmm. scraping it off. Yeah, and flick some of these juices oh, on you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh, is that sweet baby Ray's? Baby? You know it is. That's it's how just... I wrote. <laughs> Her name is Sweet Baby K. <laughs> He's rubbing his cocoa butter on him. He looks at it. He's like. Throws the bottle away and gets the barbecue sauce. You laugh now, but I'll definitely have my travel size cocoa butter with me. (laughs) Travel size. Damn right. I'm not staying in your hotel room. I don't need to see that. I'm going to have it everywhere I go. Wait, you're going to have it everywhere? What does that mean? You never know. What are you talking about? What's going to be everywhere? My cocoa butter. He starts seeing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's like... You, you won't? No, I won't. <laughs> but you will. And be like, first invite all, me in. First of all, her name is Christy Swanson. <laughs> it's Buffy now Buffy and forever. Carrie is like Buffy. Yeah. That's Buffy. Buffy now and forever. She is going to be there. Yep. Hell oh, yeah, she God. is. Hell yeah, she is. Yep. She's like, who's, oh, that, man. who's that guy with the bright eyes over there that's stalking me? <laughs> So all this laughing has been great, but it's made me quite parched. Yes. I think we should take some shots from the company that absolutely fucking refuses to sponsor us, and that is Old Smokey. I was wondering where you were out there for a second. You know, missing out a little. Oh, we're taking these shots right now. These are, once again, Sour Apple. Once again. And this time I didn't even choke on it. That's that's pretty close to the background of the song. Yeah. You heard that song? No. That's like from Kiss's like what first album? Uh is it Creatures of the Night or is it No? I'm thinking it was from the South. The one where Kiss. they have, yeah, Kiss, Kiss, where they have the dress yep. suits on. Yeah, I made just... to listen to more Kiss because you know I didn't start liking Kiss until I was an adult. I know I'm the one that got Black Diamond kissing. is probably one of my top right. three songs. And then we started listening Kiss. to the band. Mm-hmm. Kiss, Kiss, the band, baby. the band, or Kiss the band, Kiss the band. Okay. We used to kiss the band together. <laughs> we listened to the band too by P Diddy. Oh God, the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellas and Shelby. We're She's a go- fellow now. Yeah, thank you. She's part of the group. Fellas. At least for this weekend. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to talk about this thing called life. Let's go crazy. Well. <laughs> you look like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I'm Brian Fellows. Oh. No, you're not. <laughs> Pop my balloon. You know that one? No. Oh, that's hilarious. We're here. To, go ahead. Go, ahead. Go, 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 go. Are you sure? Your lips were pursed. This is more Tracy Morgan <laughs> shit. We don't need it. We don't need it. We're here to. <laughs> what the hell? We're here to talk about Cindy Elizabeth Hack James. My God, that's Cindy a name. Elizabeth Hack James. We're just gonna call her Cindy Hack James. James. Hmm. What a what a name. Yeah. Hack James. This whole story is gonna be. She a gets hack. cut up, doesn't she? She gets hacked. hacked. Oh, damn. <laughs> so is it like a horrible nickname somebody threw in there? Hack James? 
not necessarily. So full disclaimer before I tell this story. This one's a little bit rough. Dead this, cats. Thank you, Shelby. <laughs> Damn. So there are there are dead animals. Uh, there's animal abuse. Uh, there is rape. Why are you perking up over there? I did not move. Oh, okay. Um, so full Misogyny. disclaimer. Full disclaimer. Uh, this one's a little brutal. Just want to give you guys a warning. Hey, uh, there's some. Don't fuck with dead cats. You seen that doc? Nope, but I seen Pet Cemetery. Did you guys see that on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, I love that yes. doc. Don't fuck with dead cats. You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. It's a real documentary. About, <laughs> it's not about what I think it no, is. No, it's about a murderer. And internet sleuths that catch the murderer. Yes. They all it's get really together good. online and huh. figure the shit out. Because they get pissed off about a video. Yep. Some videos he adds about killing dead cats. And they find him and hunt him down and he ends up being a killer. And they kill him? <laughs> No, he gets oh. arrested, but it's cool. All because he, he killed cats. That's what he well, gets. Because you don't fuck with dead cats. Amen. You Facts. don't fuck with any cats. Facts. That's right. Except for you, Trent. Go find that cat. Please. And Bring it home. Bring Except for you, home. don't fuck cats, Wells. Yeah, don't fuck cats, Wells. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we just transition into bestiality over here. Please don't. I won't. <laughs> Please. It's gross. So, uh, Cindy Hack James. Cindy Elizabeth Hack James. Let me tell right. you about uh, about the true story. This is going to start off a little wild. It's going to get weird. And then it's going to get absolutely fucking bonkers. Are you dead guys cats. ready? There are dead cats. Fair <laughs> warning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cindy was born on June... June. Not That's ju- the month before not, July. Not July. July. It's June. June. Yeah. yeah. All great people are born in June. <laughs> June 12th, 1944. Wells' birthday is on June 6th. That's right. That's right. That's my mother's birthday. 1985. It's a good birthday. It's a perfect birthday. 1985. That's right. I'm not one. 19, 1985. 1985. Historic year. Juneteenth. Remember. She was born in yep. Oliver, British Columbia. She was the oldest of six children. After high school, she went into nursing school in British Columbia. At 19, she met and married psychiatrist Roy Makepeace. Remember, 19. Roy Makepeace, 37 years old. Similar situation that we... Not even close. <laughs> you don't think so? No. 37 and 19? I'm 28. No, not you and me from the <laughs> other people. Oh, yeah. That one. Okay. That's fair. Go ahead. So Are Cindy you 37? Be- <laughs> I'm 36. Close. It's close. It wasn't us. Cindy anyway. became an administrator. Cindy became an administrator at a preschool in 1966. The two were married until 1982 until that's when Cindy filed for her divorce. And then the phone call started. Wells, where were you in 1982? And don't give me that shit about you aren't even born yet. I'll never tell you where I was. But I know where you were floating in My previous in. life, I was doing some sick shit, man. He was just a sparkle in his father's eye. Mm, just a little twinkle. <laughs> he almost ended up on the back of a toilet seat. <laughs> Look how disgusting he looks right now. <laughs> All right. So Pink. the phone call start. Someone would call, breathe into the phone. Kind of like what Wells does to people now. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> and then hang up, right? 
Bye. Well, it wasn't as seductive as <laughs> Only what now was. you can see exactly who it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, shit. I pushed FaceTime. He actually calls him on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. That's face. <laughs> I can see you, Wells. Oh, shit. <sighs> He's like, I'm just stoned. Yeah. My bad. That was a butt dog. Does this sound like bronchitis to you? <laughs> okay. So somebody would call, hang up. Then one day, a male uh, would come on the phone and say harassing threats to Cindy. Now he would say, he would say some weird shit. Okay, I'm not gonna get too far into it. I'm gonna tell you something here in a second. So Roy Makepeace, the husband, starts getting messages on his machine that says, "Cindy, dead meat soon." I like it, which is a weird thing to say in general. Not I'm gonna kill that bitch. Cindy, dead meat. This is already reminding me of our Black Christmas episode. She called the police on October 12th of 1982. My birthday. My birthday's October 12th. That's your birthday? 12th? Yes. You didn't know her birthday? Gosh. That's, <gasps> I didn't know she was born in 1982. You need to take her no. to our zombie prom. October 12th. Oh, yeah? We have a zombie prom? For you her birthday. Ex- you want to explain to me what that is? Or- okay, so as you know, the Horror You Know podcast is now sponsoring a film festival every year called... Horror at the Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, let's do it again. Ready? Horror Horror at the Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) Okay, that worked. That's pretty (laughs) bad. But we're sponsoring that film festival, and last year we had a band, a live band. This year, we're mixing it up. We're going to have a Mad Monster prom. So you come dressed up with your significant other, or party by yourself. Either way. Good luck with that, Shelby. Done with the Grinch of Halloween right. over here. So what he's trying Grinch to tell Halloween. you is yeah. every holiday. Hold on. Except jerk off twelve. Let me explain. Right? <laughs> Whatever that holiday is. That's every day for me. Yeah. So I like I love Halloween. I don't dress up. He just doesn't Boo. like anything. You don't dress up for Halloween. Boo. Yeah. Motherfucker loves Halloween. He just doesn't love anything about Halloween. I, I love everything about it. I just don't like to dress up. Why? That's like the big thing. I'm just not a big Why? dresser. Upper. Why? I, I think, think sometimes concessions have to be made when you're part of a podcast that yep. sponsors this shit. You're going to dress up this year. Thank you. See, I like you. You're going to be all right. You're going to dress up this year. Is that what you think? Nuts, yes. Nuts, yeah. Boom. Hell yeah. There's yep. no way. That's my favorite holiday. Hey. You're dressing. Yeah, and that's like the year. big hey, thing Ian. about Halloween. Ian. We watch horror movies all year. So I know. <laughs> I like I it. I might as well be out there chasing a cat hey. right now. She's your dame. You I like be. it. No. Huh? And you would be. I'd do anything for you. Oh, oh you had to lean in for that one. So I wanted to make sure everybody heard. Yeah. So weird. You're dressing <laughs> up yeah. for Halloween this year. I thought when he said it was going to get weird and creepy, I, I thought mean, it was going to be hey, the story. So here's up the thing. For Halloween this year. Here's the thing. Come you guys on. have about six months, seven months. What is that? Ten months? Seven months? You don't know Come what on. month it is. You have about seven months You're doing it. to plan your costumes. Yep. Come she on. wants me to pinky you promise I'm going to do it because she knows I'll honor a pinky promise. You have time. You have to. Do it. He's doing it. We're seeing Come it on, on live TV. But I don't. I, I don't just dress up this year. You want to put me outside Ian's of my comfort finger zone? Finger is yes. still yep. crooked and it just yes. happened. You're dressing hey, take up. A picture. I get the pinky outfit. I missed it. We I don't to... care. That's hey, fine. But put them together again. Up. We need a picture for the podcast. Yeah. This is proof. Pinky promise. He's going to dress up and shit this year. <laughs> you are. We and I'll help you. It's going to be great. All right. So. The police came to uh, Cindy's house, interviewed her, and 
stay and wait for the phone calls, which they did sometimes hear. Somebody would call, a male voice would say some weird, obscene stuff. All right, so Cindy Typical also... Typical men. I know, right? I do that to Shelby all the time. <laughs> Cindy had also reported a prowler on the property. Another thing I usually do to Typical Shelby all the men. time. This is actually what got the initial attention of the police. So one of the neighbors or something had reported it as well, like there was a prowler of some sort. They didn't. There was no real description on this and whatnot. Um, I just know that he was a prowler. A night prowler, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know it's the only time to prowl. On October 15th, someone throws a rock through her kitchen window and shatters it. The window, not the, not the rock. Uh, on October 19th, Cindy... Threw re- Dwayne the Rock Johnson to the window. <laughs> nice. It was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. With, with his fucking hack. fanny pack yeah. on. Yeah. What was he wearing? The fanny pack. <laughs> Just the fanny the pack? the turtleneck. Oh. And a gold chain. Wait, he had a fanny pack on? Uh, fanny pack. A you guys seen black, my fanny pack? I love a good black fanny pack. Black turtleneck and a gold chain. Yes. Have you seen I my love fanny a good pack? Fanny. I have not. I'm wearing it the next time we're all going out. It is a Danny oh, DeVito fanny pack, <laughs> and it's called the Fanny DeVito. Fanny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It literally is his face with his little fuzzy hair on the That's side. Yeah, no. You told us about it before, but you awesome. didn't show it to us. I'm bringing it. it next time we go out. You should. Please. Wear it to Horror Hound. All right. I need to see it. It's it's spectacular. On October 19th, Cindy reports that someone came into the home and slashed her pillow. <laughs> slashed her pillow. Did they miss her? Can <laughs> <laughs> you raise your head up for just a second? <laughs> slash well, her no, pillow real she quick. She came home, which would imply that she wasn't oh, there. Okay. okay. I mean, this is I wasn't the only pillow. one that missed that. Just this missed is her. funny, but I mean, it's creepy. I mean, this yeah, is literally like the Black Christmas. All right, so quick, so quick recap. Haunting phone calls. Yeah, it kind of is. Haunting phone calls. Where are the So, her pillow has been, her pillow has been slashed. She's getting phone calls. There's a prowler being reported on the property. Uh, Responding officer Pat McBride suggests Cindy's ex-husband Roy, but she claims she didn't think it was him due to Roy being the one that told her to call the police. Doesn't necessarily mean Mm, anything, right? That's a cover up. Okay, so two days... Shit's going to get wild, just so you know. Two days later, Officer McBride does extra surveillance on the house and installs new deadbolts. The officer comes back to the house, installs new deadbolts in Cindy's house. Days later, Cindy and McBride become romantically involved. Did anybody see that coming? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) October 30th, the threatening letter shows up. McBride moves in with Cindy... Weeks later, okay. I feel like this is McBride already. Do you? Yeah. The detective? Yeah. He wants you to think that. So two weeks later, after this, Cindy finds a picture a picture of a corpse from a book on the windshield of her car. Um it has like letters cut out of a magazine. Yeah, like like, that ransom note. Yeah, that kind of that cheesy shit Mm -hmm. was on there. So she's she's getting letters like that, and now she's got uh She's got the uh, corpse uh, picture from a book on the windshield of her car. She discovered her phone lines have been severed. Okay, somebody has come and cut her home phone lines. This is the this is the eighties, so <laughs> nobody had cell phones. Is my point. Nobody cut and took the battery of her cell phone. Old people. Hey. <laughs> on December first, McBride moves out for Cindy's request. But they continue to date, and he continues to come to the house like pretty much on the daily. He's the killer. 
<laughs> he okay. did it. In the beginning of January, the phone company installs a tap on Cindy's phone line to trace calls coming in. The calls aren't long enough to trace. I just spit all over my phone. The calls aren't long enough to trace. This is exactly the plot of Black Christmas. Yes, it is. Okay. So the calls are coming from inside of the house. No, uh, the calls aren't long enough to trace. On January 4th, more pictures and and more notes have arrived at this point. Uh, And no neighbor, no nobody has seen anything. They've questioned the neighbors several occasions. Now, it's important for me to tell you now. I could tell you later, but I'm going to tell you now. The police have actually, throughout the years of this going on, have come and done secret surveillance on her house without telling her, and they never see anything. Never see anything. Mm. So, okay, pictures uh, started arriving on January 4th. Pictures of corpses with uh, knives and women's faces carved up start arriving in the mail. Okay. So Three, the cops are seeing this, though, right? When she yes, brings it to them. Yes, They just don't see them. the stuff Especially delivered. Especially this or... main detective, uh, uh, the McBride, because this is her bluffing. <laughs> her bluffing. <laughs> Otherwise known as Red Herring. Yes, so three weeks later, Agnes Woodcock. Agnes. This is like the This is a real person. Agnes Woodcock arrives at Cindy's to find her hiding in the back, crouched down trying to hide. This is back behind the house. Okay. Cindy's Cindy's neck had a nylon stocking tied around it, and she was bleeding. So they call the police. Cindy says somebody come and knocked on her back door. She comes to answer it. Someone grabs her and drags her out to her garage where a second person was already there waiting. One of the men had cut her hand with a knife and tied a stocking around her neck, causing her to pass out. When examined, it is determined a sharp uh, instrument similar to a scalpel was used to make the cuts. She had cuts and scrapes all over her body. She said she couldn't recall the events of what had happened, just remembered being... And this is where it gets really vulgar. She recalls being raped with a knife. Dang. I said it. Raped with a Wait, knife. Let's get some more. Excuse me? Explanation here. Oh, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> the blade? Yes. Or the handle? The blade. That's, so that's, more, that's more than cuts and scrapes. Well, I did that for dramatic. Yeah, that's severe okay. trauma. That's yeah, that's bad. Yeah, but it wasn't a doctor's scalpel, it was an actual knife. Well, they said it was small enough to be like it was similar to a scalpel because of how small the blade was. Oh, like they never a, actually found it, so could be a pocket knife. Well, they, yeah, sure. they don't know for sure it was a scalpel. I'm just mean like the indents in the blade. Was These are two people now, right? That we're seeing. She said there was two people, yes, so there are. She said that one came and grabbed her, and there was one already. Oh, Darren, it gets much worse. I mean, it's just weird. Like it's gonna get much weirder. You gotta have like two really good friends, or possibly siblings. One is already waiting in her garage. She's been home, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody broke into her garage. The other person came and knocked on her back door. This is planned out really exactly. Okay, then shit's about to get even weirder. In February of 1983, Officer David Boyer Smith is out and, and. lead investigation let me start that over february 
1983, Officer David Boyer Smith is the lead investigator on the case and thinks that Cindy's ex-husband, Roy, is responsible because typically in cases, we've talked about this before, yeah. it's usually the husband, ex-husband, whatever, right? Yeah. All right. So he believes that Cindy isn't being truthful or forthcoming with some information, so he arranges for her to take a polygraph test. She fails twice, but we have talked about it on numerous times on this podcast. Those things are not 100% to be trusted. Not at all. Yeah, they They measure more like emotions than they do actual truth. Right. So the issue with that is going to come later. So she... She fails twice. She confesses she recognized one of her attackers, but is too scared to report them. Cindy moves from her current residence into the home where she lived with her ex-husband, Roy. Roy moves into another house. They're not living together. He moves out. She moves back into the old house. Okay? So a few months later... So I'm to understand when she lived in this house, nothing happened. She moves into another house and tries changing her phone number and painting her car a different color... To throw the attackers off. Painting your car. No, not getting a new car. Painting the car. She's out there like a Bob Ross paint kit from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Happy cars. So about, get them. Trying to call them every accident. So she tries changing her phone number. Painting the car to throw the attackers off. But the phone calls continue. Now she's moved. Changed her phone number. And she's still getting phone calls. Okay. She's moved four times in a year. Four times in a year. That's 12 months, Wells. So letters show up at the preschool where Cindy's working at the time. Letters are showing up to her work now. So she goes to take a trip overseas, and I believe I want to say it's Indonesia, where she's visiting her brother. Okay? When she arrives home for the first time in weeks, this is where the cat part comes in, so fair, fair warning. When she arrives home... After a few weeks, a strangled cat is found in Cindy's garden with a note that says, You're next, pinned to it. In November of 1983, another note is found by McBride at Cindy's home, followed days later by another strangled cat. So, two strangled cats in a few weeks. Why the cats? I have no idea. I thought it was a horse's head or something. Why does it have to be cats? I don't know. Shelby, that's the mafia you're talking about. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) So McBride talks Cindy into hiring his friend, private investigator. His name is Ozzy. On January... I I, I, I think I know what's going on here. Shout out. (laughs) Bring me my gun. Where are these fucking cats coming (laughs) from? Where are these cats? These kittens. Shout out. And then he bites the head off. What do you think happened, Nancy? I think it was a shot in the dock. (laughs) Shot the dog. Shot in the dock. See what you did? You opening my bad accent? Is that what I did? Shot in the dock. Opening him up for a thousand song references. (laughs) You know I'll do it. He's like, this dude's crazy. He's going to bark at the moon. (laughs) I like to speak in 80s song references. Oh, God. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Yep. On January, th- you run, you run so far away. <laughs> run so far away. On July, January, not to be confused with July, thirtieth of nineteen eighty-four, Cindy is attacked again. Ozzy installs a panic button at Cindy's 
home. And at 6 p.m. that day, it's pressed. So apparently there's a panic button, you know, like a home security system. Yeah. She can go up. Essentially, yeah. So she can... (laughs) Fuck you. I know know what you were trying to say. He's falling and he can't get up. Help. Help. (laughs) So he installs this panic button. Okay. You know, you probably never need it. At 6 p.m. that day, she presses it. So it takes Ozzy 25 minutes later to arrive to find Cindy on the floor with a knife stabbed through her left hand with a note on it pinned to the table. So her hand is on the table with a knife stabbed through it with a note on it. I thought that was our ending episode, like, (laughs) send off. (laughs) You know how it starts. Right. She also had another black stocking wrapped around her, a nylon stocking wrapped around her neck, and appeared to have an, a head injury as well as a Put some emphasis mark. on that, didn't they? I got, a, I got a new theory. This bitch did it to herself. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> as well as a I'm needle thinking, mark I'm in her she's neck. She's making this shit up, but she's but, really doing it to herself. But no substance uh, is found in her system later. She says that she remembers nothing about the attack. Nothing could be the head injury, could be full of shit. So, even though Cindy and ex husband Roy were friends and still on good terms, she now is saying that he was physically abusive during their marriage and threatened her. So, this entire time, when police have been bringing up Roy Makepeace, she's been saying, No, we're friends, we're on good terms, he's a great guy, there's nothing wrong with him. Now she's saying that he was abusive both physically and mentally during their marriage and he had he had threatened her several times. So now the police are back to being suspicious about Roy Makepeace, right? On Valentine's Day, the day of love. Wells, what day is that on? Hmm. It's on the day of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. The 14th. Means what day is that? <laughs> 14th. <laughs> On Valentine's Day. I assume that wasn't a real question February because everybody 14th. knows that. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I usually have Trent here for. I miss you, Trent. This is why Trent's not here. <laughs> Please find that gap. 1984. Roy is brought in for questioning by police for over six hours. Wells, that's half of 12. 12 is half of 24. That's, that's math. Day. Your math is mathing, sir. So that's one, one quarter of the day. One quarter of the day. Yeah, damn right. He says he's just as confused about the attacks as anyone else, but he offers a theory of his own as a professional psychiatrist that one of the local families is involved. Roy's, Roy claims that... So the Roy Rogers here. Roy claims that, that one of the families in the neighborhood that she lives in have criminal ties and that she is upset one of these families and now they're after her. Why wouldn't they just kill he her? He has no evidence to back good. up this. So yeah. the police investigate this just in case, right? Because at this point, they, they're they're trying anything. Well, they don't find anything because that theory is rid- ridiculous. ridiculous. So Cindy takes another polygraph test, but this time she passes. Don't know what she passed. That's the only details I got. Pass gas. In Pass the, the stone. In the summer of 1984, which is not to be confused with the summer of 69, she's still getting letters and phone calls as well as her phone lines cut. So anywhere she moves to, any house that she's lived in, 
Somebody keeps finding her, sending her threatening letters, and cutting her phone lines. So here's here's the little trick. She should have put a fake wire to a battery and shocked the fuck out of them when they tried to cut her wire and just ran out there and like, I knew it was you, Roy. I knew you <laughs> said a big piece of my ass. You're trying to make a wall. So Cindy calls Ozzy again, you know, because the phone line's being cut. And then one day she comes home and her back door is open. So they find cigarette. He finds cigarette butts and an explicit note. Apparently, it's a very vulgar note. I don't have the details because I, I didn't want to spoil your little. Boo. You we need the details. We need the deets. So another one, it's coming. I'm sorry. He also finds <laughs> Cindy's dog tied to the kitchen table, Damn. not dead but severely beaten. Now, if this is Cindy doing this, this is really yeah. Up. Well, I didn't do it. We so maybe I rescinded. I rescind that well, last I'm starting to think because remember when I asked him if Hack was like a sick nickname that somebody gave him? He's like, oh, I'll get to that. No, I, no, I, I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me go a little bit further because this is, you guys think this, this story's is, all over the place. Yeah, no you think sense. it's weird? It's going to get worse. A few days later, a third dead cat appears. So July 3rd, Cindy tells Ozzy she'll be walking her dog at the local park. She tells Ozzy this because that's her private investigator and she wants to let him know like where she's going, where she's going to be at because of all this shit going on, just in case something so happens. That's the first thing I would want to do is walk my dog at a local park when somebody's trying to kill me. Well, I guess she thought it's it's a local park, so it's going to be crowded and she has mm. nothing to worry about. Yeah. Wrong move, sucker. Of course. Because three and a half hours later, Cindy knocks on a stranger's door with another nylon stocking wrapped around her neck. And she's about to pass out. So she passes out in these people's home. And the last thing she said she remembered was a man and a woman in a dark green van stopping to ask for directions. When the police find Cindy, two needle marks are found on her arm. But again, there's nothing found in her system. Hmm. A few days later, private investigator Ozzy suggests that she go see a hypnotist. Sounds even worse now that he's got Alzheimer's. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And he had to cancel his entire tour. Oh, that's fucked up. He's done. Bless his heart. He is done. Okay, go. (laughs) So, of course, like, he, she gets hypnotized. It fails. They don't pull anything out of her. Um, (laughs) Other than a scalpel. But on the second time... uh, so the first session, I'm sorry, I should have explained. She has multiple sessions. The second session, she claims she witnessed a murder but can't reveal the details. She claims she witnessed like a double murder, but she can't tell anybody the details on it, right? After no activity for a few months, the phone calls start again. Okay, so Cindy overdoses on sleeping pills on June 1st, 1985. She's doing all this so herself. But this was a suicide attempt on sleeping pills. Okay, so she's released into the care of her brother. A week later, the phone lines are cut again. A week after that, police take out her and Roy's houses. They learn nothing during this time. Mid-July 1985, Cindy reports another call coming into the house. How many years is this? Five years now? I want to say it's about, yeah, close to it now. Because this is over the span of seven years. Yeah. This goes on for seven years. We're in year five. So Cindy reports another call coming into the house, but this time the phone company records the call, right? So they were able to trace this call. After all this time, they retraced, they, they be, they're able to trace this call. 
the call was coming from inside of the house. Wow. I'm shocked. It's her. Now the theory is... Not that shocked, though. Cindy (laughs) is unknowingly doing this to herself. Unknowingly? Hold on. Now it's suspected that she may have DID, which is also known as dissociative identity Identity disorder. disorder, which at the time is known as split personalities. And that one of her personalities is out to get her and is trying to harass her. Don't know why. Don't know the meaning. It hasn't even been proved that she even has DID. On July 27th, Cindy receives a package of rancid meat in the mail. Nobody can trace it. Nobody knows where it comes from. Rancid meat. You've had some rancid meat your time, haven't you? Yeah. So you assumed I was talking about you. I saw you perk up over there. (laughs) (laughs) A week later, she reports an arson at her home. This happens a total of three separate times she reports an arson. And each time, I'm pretty sure it's her like basement that gets lit on fire. On December 1st, she moves again. And ten days after, she's attacked again. Another black stalking around her throat as she's walking around a lake incoherent and confused with another needle mark on her body. Again, they have no idea what the needle mark is for. They find no trace of any drugs in her blood. She doesn't remember anything about the incident. The lead detective consults psychiatrist Anthony Marcus, and he believes she's done this to herself as well. They agree charges for criminal mischief should be dropped. They agree that she should be charged for criminal mischief. However, they agree to drop the charges if she agrees to go to therapy. She declines. She goes to an unlicensed therapist of her own. Don't know why you would do that if you're going to go see a therapist in general. Means you got something? Are you just fucking baffled? I don't understand with all this manpower they've used. They don't just take it to a judge and say, okay, this this woman needs help. Is criminally insane. We need to like... And at see least if lock her up and figure DID. out what's going. On. Yeah, but that's the thing. I but guess like I guess it's because yeah. like she hasn't done anything to anybody but herself. Technically, yeah. yeah and they yeah, real, they, they mean, only speculate that she's done it to herself. They haven't proved illegal, it yet. You know, false false reporting's illegal. Yeah. True. That, I mean, all that's true. And that's over and over again. This is like five to seven years of it. Well, they haven't proved yet that do she's doing it to herself. So you're just listening, aren't you? You're baffled by this story, too. (laughs) I just don't understand. Okay, this is the thing. Like, everything I've read and heard about split personality disorder, it's not only very rare, a lot of psychiatrists say now that they don't even think it's a thing. Yeah, that's not real. It's not real. So, my whole point is, if it's not real, and they're coming up with that, that means she's just stabbing herself in the ass. Or the cooch, or whatever she was stabbing. It was the cooch. So... (laughs) Could have been the ass, but that the is weird. Was and then she stabbed herself in the hand. So she went that far with this elaborate scheme for what purpose? But keep going. We'll, we'll get there. on April 25th. Another fire is set to her home, and she's accused of being the one who said it. But now she's claiming it's her ex, Roy Makepeace, right? But Roy, unbeknownst to her, was in South Africa during oh. the time of oh. the fire. That's some long distance. He fire. didn't yeah. start the fire. <laughs> oh God! So she's giving a leave. I'm trying to get my 
That's what you have Trent for, is to do these Uh She's given a leave of absence at work for a six-month period. Her brother commits her to a mental hospital, so somebody is finally, finally. taking the initiative. That was Van Gogh's she, brother. He'd already been in the middle of this. Well, they would have already cut his fucking I mean, fingers off. So. Yeah. Her I it was the year. Well, it started with the year, but I'm saying at that point he would have cut his fingers <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Her brother <laughs> commits her to a mental hospital after treatments for months go by and she's well enough to be released. So they release her, right? She's making progress. Sure Nothing's happened. Well, they think she's making progress. She wasn't attacked in the hospital? Nope. Not attacked. Nothing happened. No needle marks. No so nothing. Every time not. she's around people, she's not attacked. Exactly. Hmm. Well, hmm. when she's not in her home. No so, rancid meat. No was rinse. She, was she attacked <laughs> well, when her people lived rinsed, with her I don't know. in her house? No. So the, the attacks didn't start were there at night. The attacks She's did not there. start until after she got divorced and lived alone. Yeah. But hmm. when Roy, uh, not Roy Makepeace, when uh, McBride was living with her, her um, boyfriend at the time, the detective, she wasn't attacked, but she was still getting notes and all this other stuff. Okay. They couldn't trace the notes, they couldn't trace anything. So, after treatment, she's well enough. They let her go. So, she buys a new house, changes her last name to conceal her identity. A few months later, she gets fired from her job for poor for performance. Now, remember, she's been at this this uh, preschool teaching for years. Years at this point. Imagine finding out your preschool teacher. A bitch got stabbed in the cunt last week. What's going God. on? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if she's cutting her own phone lines. To herself, though. Like, this story is just fucked up. Well, and it's like the movie Entity. Remember when we did a podcast yes, on that? Yes. But instead of ghost raping her, it's like people stabbing themselves. Yeah. Like, it's really <laughs> weird. Remember when she, she, in the real story, she specifically said there were two little Asians holding her down? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there up. were ghosts. How did you know they were Asians? Why do you got to get all racist in How your face? How did you know the ghosts were Asian? Yeah. Well, they had tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> had to be Asian. Make any sense. and other things. So you couldn't see the ghosts, but they had to be Asian. Yeah, they just didn't do it for so, me. So <laughs> yeah, and tiny penises. So days after the job, uh, days after she starts a new job at a uh, hospital, she's working at an actual hospital. Gosh, man, Where's 1987. Get, what kind of resumes she have? Though? This is I mean, 1987 yeah. at this point. So days after she starts this job, a window is broken in her new home. Days later, another window is broken. Then six months goes by, her basement door is kicked in. So at this point, like we're talking like chunks, like instead of like days and weeks, it's now becoming months. Seven months after that, she triggers another panic alarm. Six months after this, okay, or seven months after this, so thirteen months altogether, her living in this new home. So Ozzy's starting still this her new job. He's still a still private investigator. Her? Yeah. Does he, he like her? Is there anything going on? No, there? there's. She's All not right. romantically involved at this point. She's still with McBride, from okay. what from what I've read. So her private investigator comes over to find her partially nude and tied up with another nylon stocking. Okay. She says she was attacked from behind again, but had no memory of the attack. Then multiple break-ins occur over the next several months. She asks Ozzy to install infrared cameras in her backyard and ask him to come over to talk sometime because she's finally ready to open up and tell him everything. Oh my gosh. This is like that mother trucker, the actor that like made up that racist getting his ass beat story. 
Oh, Jesse uh, Mullet. Yeah. Juicy? Mullet. From, uh, Juicy was it from Power or something like that? Yeah. 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 What was his name? I think you're right. Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Yeah. yeah. Smollett. Yeah. So, I said Mullet. I was joking. Jesse Smollett. Yeah, like we heard it, we it, heard it both ways. So days after that, she says she's going to say this. Like she says, you know, we're going to meet sometime this week. And I'm going to tell you everything. I'm just going to lay it all out there. She disappears. Oh my god! Conveniently. So she was out running an errand. She was going to pick up a birthday present for somebody, and then she never showed up. Okay. So the fam the the first lady when I told you the uh, the lady found her. Tied up the first time, came to her house, check on her, found her tied up, and she had been raped with a knife. So she was actually looking for her and had reported her missing. What are you laughing about? Is that another Brian Adams song in my head when you didn't? She's only happy it. when she's dancing. I was like, Cause like a knife. Cause like a knife. <laughs> I don't feel so right. Yeah. So. This a few weeks later, off the rails. Well, you know, we're you almost done with the story. are going off the rails. Yeah, it's true. We usually are. It's usually yeah. me and you. Yeah, true. All right. He talks about dumb shit for like two hours, though. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, that's are all right you? when he does it. So listen. <laughs> listen to this. Nah, listen. Okay. <laughs> they find her car in a parking lot of a local Safeway. The inside of the car is covered in blood. So they find her days later in the front yard of an abandoned house. Her body had numerous wounds on it. One was another injection mark, which later tested positive for a large amount of morphine. The official cause of death is a morphine overdose. She was overdosed on morphine and died in the front yard of an abandoned house. In a busy residential neighborhood. Nobody saw anything. Nobody knows how she got there. However, another coroner, medical examiner I should say, reveals later that he can't he can't fully say what she died of due to something. I can't remember the actual terminology. But he doesn't think it was a morphine overdose. Now I know what you're thinking. She killed herself, right? She injected herself with morphine and she overdosed and she sounds, killed herself. The most she had something going on. What I haven't told you is when they found her, she had the nylon tied around her throat again because somebody was attempting to strangle her to death. And her legs and her feet were tied together behind her back. Yeah, she didn't do that to herself. Yes. I want to see you tie yourself up, right? Like hog tied, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. like tied up, so like her and bound. Hands and feet were bound behind. Hands her back? and feet, hands together, feet together, oh, behind her back. No, you could couldn't. There, they have shown tests where people could do that and get out of it. Mm-hmm. Not in the eighties. And then inject yourself with Not morphine. And inject. You could have injected yourself yeah, with you morphine and then tied it up. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. First of all. I mean, Y'all think she would have Kurt, had that much Kurt time Cobain, after she injected herself? Kurt yes. Cobain injected himself with seven times the amount of heroin and blew his head off with his right hand. <laughs> it could be, it could happen. His tolerance for heroin was probably much stronger than her tolerance not for morphine. Seven, not, not, Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself. Oh, here so we go. I don't you think guys, so either. You, you opened up a can with these two. <laughs> I don't think so either. He didn't. There's no way. You're you're not a you're not an you addict. This woman and put all your shit away neatly. And then shoot yourself with a nope. gun that had a 28-inch barrel. Yep. 
right-handed and you're left-handed. Double-barrel shotgun, wasn't it? Yep. With your shoes on. He had his shoes on. He didn't have his toes to do it. Yeah, it didn't have like my giant toes. He didn't kill himself. Courtney, we're watching. Amen. We're watching. We know it was you. We're not pointing at you. We know it was you. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a effed up story. So there's, it's an unsolved now mystery. I do believe she was being solved So you by told somebody. last week an unsolved mystery that was solved, and this week you told a should-be-solved mystery that's That's unsolved. an unsolved, yeah. As far as I know, to this moment. All the way up to the end. All the way up until the end, I did believe it was her. Now I don't because I don't believe that she injected herself with a large dose of morphine like that and had time to hog tie herself. What is weird is if they've traced the calls inside her house. That's the only time they got a call traced inside her house. All this other stuff that happened to her. It was two men, she said. Then it became a man and a woman. Possibly. Right. No, I, I no. They I, were asking for directions or whatever. Yes, but she yes. she's the one that gave that statement, right? That's the yes. last thing she remembers. So my whole thing is, who was involved? Why were they involved? And why did it they, did they play such a long game to kill her? Was it just they liked I mean, to over torture seven her? years? Did they just like to torture her? Nobody I mean, knows. They couldn't find anything and in her that's past the thing. or anything around her of thing. people that had a problem she had with a, her. She had a lead detective for a police. Like, let me start that over. She had a lead detective that actually lived in with her, saw notes, saw all this stuff, never saw anybody, never saw anybody dropping off these suspicious notes, letters, nothing. So what if what if it was him? The cop? Yeah. Because he could get away with that shit. The cop yeah. and, make her the, think she's and crazy. the psychiatrist. What if they were both in on it? I don't know, I about know the it's highly unlikely, so but that's much, a hell of a story. The cop seems a little sus in the situation. I don't know about the psychiatrist, though. I agree with that. Which one? The cop? The cop. I think he's and sus. Poor, and poor Roy, Roy was getting the uh, shaft the whole time. They thought yeah. it was him. He was just down yeah, with the other... Yeah, at one point, he wasn't even... He was just down country. with the other racists in yeah. South America. Yeah. She was just South better. Africa. South Africa. <laughs> with all those racists in there. I just hate the cat part. Why'd you gotta kill the cats? You, you have no problem with the dog getting the shit kicked out of him? Well, it's the dog cats. lived. Okay. I'm, I, I don't like that the dog got the shit kicked out, but the dog lived. The dog made a full recovery. He got to tell the story. Yeah, this is actually from the dog's point of view. He's actually sitting in an interrogation room smoking a cigarette. How'd you feel after all that? You want to know what happened? I'll tell you what. I was going to make the same joke. Would you really? I'm sorry. That's okay. I buried your lead again. That's okay. I do that a lot. That's okay. Well, I don't don't bury anything tonight. That's a cool. Wow. The sexual tension on these episodes now is weird. It's between me and Wells. He's not even paying attention. He's not. I am. Are you Googling? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to find out something. I feel so like I've heard this, this story before. This episode. Have I heard this on another podcast? Did somebody do this? I don't know, but I know, I'm pretty sure this might have been another Unsolved Mystery episode. Okay. Because I remember, I remember parts of the story. I remember them finding her in a yard bound like that. And no that matter, no matter what. No matter who did it. Who done it. Well, it's a crazy story. Everything I'm reading says that morphine takes like 10 to 30 minutes to kick in. So that's plenty of time to hog tie yourself. Yeah, I guess it could be. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the 10 minutes yes. so much, but the 
Tie in. Control yourself. Put in can you hog tie 30 yourself? minutes maybe. Like, can you self hog tie? Can you self hog tie? Can you yes, self hog tie? Yes, you can. I mean, it's got to be a sexual thing. No. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, I mean, I'm thinking... Why are you hog tying yourself? It's not sexual. I'm thinking people do it sexually, I'm, is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure. A, yeah. There's a market for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the Motley Crue song. It's got to be a sexual thing. <laughs> you know, same old situation. Yeah. Yeah, you just tie your feet first, and then you can manipulate it. Well, yeah. Well, I guess you could tie your feet first behind you, but can you tie... Your hands together behind yeah, your back. Just sit on your and knees then can you while then you do tie it? your hands. You to leave the enough leg? slack in it to where you can go around both, mm-hmm. and, and then yeah, you'd be good to tight. go. I think you do it. And obviously, yeah. she can do the nylon. I can't do it. I'm too old. I do find do it. it. I do find it suspicious that this nylon stocking keeps getting wrapped around. Why does she throat keep buying them? And nobody is actually going through it like to kill her. You know what I mean? I like she doesn't die any like, of the times. Yeah. So I, still, I, I can I kind of agree with you guys. I I I was gonna go with the split personality thing that her personality is trying to kill her. No. But then I thought that doesn't make any sense because you'd be killing yourself. I think just, she did it because she wanted the interaction and the. And you know she's been doing it for seven years straight. Yeah, it's like a game in her yes. mind. She gets the attention. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm reading, like it would be extremely difficult to hogtie yourself, but like, not impossible. Could you? Is it, it possible? You could, it but possible? it's going to take you a long time. She took seven years to practice, maybe. That's well, true. yeah, that's I mean, true. <laughs> Lots of nylon. She stabbed herself in the hand, and for some reason, didn't. Maybe that's why she can hogtie. She like split down the middle. Yeah, mm. yeah she could have been practicing all those years for yeah. the big finale. It's weird. Guess it's it a is. weird story. Yeah, it is. I just don't understand why you would kill somebody like that and take that long to do it. It's just so weird. There were no witnesses. Nobody yeah. saw that. Yeah. None. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's almost unbelievable that nobody saw play these that men break game. in. The yeah. phone calls were coming from inside the house. Yeah. Agnes. No, she was a mentally ill woman looking for there, attention. There's there's been like cases that they found out where later where a wife had killed their husband and she supposedly got raped and or not raped, but like beat up and put in a closet and then he got murdered. That was just like on Dateline like six months ago. Well, good for she her. hogtied herself and I do yep. remember that in her closet. Good for her. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he was innocent. He didn't beat her or anything. Wait she a minute. Him. How dare for you? His money. Well, Torrance, hopefully you never make it rich because <laughs> I, I know what's going to happen to me. You stick now. with this one. I'll tell I'm you. not signing any prenup either. <laughs> so I she would just, like to mark this recording. Did she just say that she would marry you <laughs> on the Horror You Know podcast? I know. I just heard a proposal. Oh, yeah, she it did. was weird. You just oh, said it. Give me a couple of years. So, in conclusion, we have our theories. But you guys think that's a wild story regardless, right? That's a very wild story. Yeah. Those poor cats. Those poor cats. That's literally what I was <laughs> saying. I'm not a big cat fan, but I, I got a oh. heart. But you don't so. want to die, though. No, I don't want. I don't. I don't like animals uh. dying. Yeah. So it definitely seems like she could have did to herself, like but I also don't think it's fair to Why dismiss like the fact that she might have had a mental I just, disorder. I'm, I feel like cats are evil. But they have don't you ever to owned die. a cat? Uh, my first wife owned a cat, and I didn't like it either. Well, maybe it was because it was her cat. I got a lot of friends that 
I've had cats. I haven't liked any of them. It's not like cats. Cats are just kind of, they do whatever the fuck they want. That's why I I don't like cats. I don't like that at all. That's not showing me love at all. (laughs) No cat. I get an animal because I want to show me love. No cat is going to try to give up its life to save yours if you're being attacked. Yeah, I'm a dog guy. I wouldn't want it to. I'm a dog guy. Your dog doesn't care if you want it to. It's going to do it either way. You don't know that. Yeah, Have you ever seen Courage the Cowardly Dog? I've been personally saved by a dog, sir. How many times did he, he save saved Muriel? He saved Eustace, yeah. <laughs> and Muriel. <laughs> he hated Eustace. True. I when I was I like eight, I had him. a dog save me from being trampled by two horses. I've loved him ever since. You didn't love him before that? Yeah. He had to save your life? That's you weird. It wasn't awesome. my dog. It was somebody I actually else's had dog. A dog. I actually had a horse <laughs> save me from being trampled by two dogs. What? <laughs> they, they were going to trample you? Yeah. I'm being completely serious about my story. I'm sorry. I ate a hot dog, made a horse meat, and got trampled by a cow one time. What the fuck? Turn of events. <laughs> you looked at me like, what? Is that real? <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we've gone off the rails, so I think it's time for us to slide on out of here. And on behalf of Trent, who's. Out there chasing the cat for all of us right now. Buddy, this one's for you. Hopefully he's not still chasing the cat. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully until next Hopefully week. He's, he's come st- home. You just imagine him out there with that big like net. <laughs> Look at the cartoon. <laughs> Go on now. Get back in the net. <laughs> this has been the Horror You Know <laughs> podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. Shelby. Just Shelby. Just Shelby. Sorry, okay. Boy, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of firsts on this podcast. Yeah. Evil rides. There's been an episode. Did we end it? I think so. Stay spooky, my friends.